Welcome, welcome to episode five of I Love the Internet podcast, and you are in for a treat. This show is going to be something a little bit different. Uh Uh-huh. You ready? Okay. Okay. I won't hold you up. I'm so excited to jump right in. So I saw this post online, and this sparked everything. The post reads, if you're dating someone, try and find out how that person was raised. A lot of people weren't raised on love. They were raised on survival. That's why you see so many men, women, not being able to love you properly. Hurt people hurt people. You'll find a lot of good-looking people damaged inside because of their past. And you won't realize how damaged they are until you try to love them. If you think a person's past doesn't affect how they see life, you are sadly mistaken. Mm, I know. That's that same way that I felt when I heard that. I was like, ooh, that's deep. And so it made me think of my life, my situations, my relationships. And it also made me think about not telling y'all all my business. <laughs> and so with that being said, I am going to tell you three different stories. Two of these stories are completely made up. They are not true. One story is true. And that story is my real life. Um, a relationship that I experienced, love lost because I am single right now. So are you ready for the stories? Yay! Okay, so the names <laughs> and events have been changed to protect the innocent or the guilty. Story number one, this is Sheila and Craig. They met on the job. They were working together. This is one of the first jobs that she had while in her first year of college. Sheila thought Craig was handsome, but Craig was a a body image guy. He always cared about his looks. And for her, he just was too stuck on himself. And so Sheila was like, "Mm," she wasn't paying attention to Craig. Craig would flirt with Sheila every day at work, say something nice, give her a compliment. But Craig never overstepped his boundaries. Craig was actually in a relationship during that time that they worked together. So he didn't you know, overly compliment. He he gave just enough that Sheila knew that Craig liked her. She ends up leaving that job and her and Craig remain cool. When they would see each other in passing, they would be very cordial to one another, but nothing really transpired as far as their relationship was concerned. Now, when Sheila was working this job, it was her first year of college. So Sheila was young and fresh and Sheila was a virgin. And so Sheila wasn't, you know, thinking about anything intimately involved when it came to a relationship. Sheila was focused on her school and her studies. One night, years later, Sheila and Craig lock eyes across the room in a club. They are drawn to each other. They dance the night away. And it's a good vibe. They feel in each other. And they already kind of have that liking thing happening because they used to work together. Craig is now a very successful consultant. Of course he would be because he was in fitness all those years ago. So he's followed his passions. Sheila has followed her passions. And now she is in the prime of her career. Now, when they reconnect years later, Sheila is the one that is unavailable. She has a boyfriend. They're not able to, you know, move the relationship forward. But... But she decides to see him about 
her body image and she takes him up as a consultant. So he tells her all the things to do to get her body right. Within that realm of their friendship, they remain professional with one another. Nobody stepped outside of the lines. It was strictly business. She saw him about body image consulting and that was it. After a while in a random conversation, Sheila reveals that she's no longer dealing with the guy that she was talking to before and that she's available and she wants to see if there is something there with Craig. Craig is open to it. Craig's been feeling her a long time. He's not in a relationship. And so they decide to date one another. They date each other for one year, but then they start to realize there are some differences and some things that they don't really care for about each other. He thinks she's stuck under her mom and that she's too focused on her corporate career that she's not gonna really pour into the relationship like he wants. And then Craig also felt like she kept switching up on him. One minute she was all into Craig, next minute she wasn't into Craig, she was focused on her career and he did not feel like a priority in their relationship. Now, Sheila liked Craig, but Craig had a playboy type of attitude around town. And so with that, he had flirted with a lot of different women. He had dated a few women that she was familiar with. And so that made her a little bit uneasy. They were talking one time and Craig even revealed that he felt like Sheila was stingy with sex. One day they have this blow up argument over a guy that Craig suspects that Sheila still likes or, you know, still have feelings for from her past. Sheila tries to tell Craig that the past has nothing to do with her future and that she is really into him. She's fine. She's ready to move forward. Craig doesn't want to hear it. He is over the whole situation and decides to cut Sheila off cold turkey. Craig literally stopped talking to Sheila wouldn't answer her phone calls, wouldn't return her text messages. He just cut her off. Boom. That was it. They really didn't have an opportunity to have any type of closure. That relationship ended just like that. And it was over. That is story number one, the story of Sheila and Craig. Story number two is Marcus and Tia. Marcus and Tia have known each other since childhood. Um, he was younger than her, but he always had a crush on her and he was always feeling her. And he was like, if I ever get the opportunity, I am going to make her my girl. Now, Tia, she paid attention to him, but not really. But when she did finally see Marcus for who he was, she was just like, Whew, where have I been? What have I been doing? Like, this man is everything. Well, as their relationship developed, they actually started to share friends. So, like, his friends became her friends. Like, it was this thing where, you know, if his friends wanted to hang out, they were calling her, too. So, he didn't really have the space to grow apart from her or to really have the opportunity to miss her because they were always together as well. So, it was one of them situations where... Um, Marcus definitely felt smothered a little bit because no matter where he went, she was always there. For Marcus, this became a point of contention. He basically got to a point where he couldn't stand Tia. Marcus never told Tia how he felt. Now, the crazy part is they dated for three years. So Tia didn't know when he started feeling that way in the relationship. Obviously, somewhere around the three-year mark. But... 
Yeah, it was by the time she realized like what was going on, it was too late. They definitely did not have a perfect relationship. It was a roller coaster ride. They were up and down one minute. They were all over each other. Next minute they were, you know, mad at each other, didn't talk to each other for a couple of days. So this kind of went on for a while. So there was build up. It wasn't like she didn't know that the relationship had problems. She knew the relationship had problems. She didn't know it was bad enough that he felt like he wanted to break up. There were times within a relationship that Tia thought maybe she would step out on him. She assumed at times that maybe he did step out on her, but she never got concrete evidence that he cheated on her. So, you know, it was a lot of assuming in that relationship. And unfortunately, that was another reason why they didn't have any longevity. Marcus' deal with Tia was that he felt that she was a little too experienced for him. Now, he never admitted this to Tia, but he told a friend, and that friend thought Tia should know once the friend thought the relationship was, like, declining horribly. And so, basically, he said that she had traveled and been to places that he had never been. She had experienced different things. And, for example, one day they were talking about going to Las Vegas. And Tia had went to Las Vegas. And she was sharing her experience and what was fun and what she was looking forward to if they get an opportunity to go to Vegas again. Marcus felt some type of way, told his homeboy that he did. And then it got back to Tia, like, oh, okay, you you feeling... (laughs) You feeling like you ain't never did nothing or he can't share in the experiences that everybody else can just because he just had been a part of a small town, hadn't really traveled, never really got on a plane before. He maybe at that point in his life had rode a plane twice. So, you know, it was just kind of what it was. Ultimately, Marcus and Tia were both extremely immature and were not ready for no type of serious relationship, no type of commitment. Since they had known each other since they were kids, it became very hard because their other friends became very intertwined and entangled in their relationship. And so what you had was all of their friends interjecting into their relationship and Marcus' friends talking to him and in his ear, Tia's friends talking to her and in her ear. So it was a very immature relationship across the board. That is relationship number two, Tia and Marcus. Mm. Do you think one is real? Do you think two is real? Now, don't forget, two situations are completely fake and false and made up. And only one is real. The last couple that I would like you to meet is Brian and Katrina. Brian is older than Katrina. Brian has a daughter. He thinks she is the sun, the moon, and the stars. His daughter can do no wrong. His daughter is a teenager. She is, you know, really in her kind of rebellious years, which is a little frustrating for Katrina. Katrina really likes him. Katrina sees his potential. Katrina is not really sure about what the future holds, but she is optimistic and she, you know, she really likes what Brian is doing. Brian is like the man out here. Brian is a COO of a nonprofit. Brian has a plan for his life. He has a plan for his future wife. Unfortunately, um, his baby's mother, that situation didn't work out. And he ended up fighting and getting custody of his daughter. And he won custody. And so, you know, his his priorities are a bit different. Katrina is in a space. um, She doesn't have any kids, but she wants a family. And she understands, you know, why his priorities are set up the way that they are. But she also thinks it's important for him to make room for her. She's like, you can have this wonderful plan, but if you don't make room for the, the future wife or Katrina, her, to be in his life, she's like, it all goes down the drain. Like, there really is no plan if you don't make room for her. Brian was very 
into Katrina. Brian was feeling Katrina, but Brian was like, look, I don't want to pour into another woman and it don't work out like it did with his baby mama. So his baggage in the relationship was definitely starting to be a problem. Now, they dated for about six months. This was a very short relationship. And I think when you have people who are older and more mature and know what they want, when they start to see signs of things that they don't want or don't fit for their life and their future, they don't waste time. So this was a quick... (laughs) Quick situation, but it was thorough. Um, While they dated, he took her on trips. Like, if she wanted to go to the beach, if it was a special occasion, he really catered to her, and he really liked her. Um, But I just think their places in life were just a little bit different, and she could never break down his barriers, and he could never really break down her barriers, which kind of left them out in the rain without an umbrella in their relationship. Uh, Katrina was good with his daughter although his daughter was a handful (laughs) Katrina was really good with her Um, his daughter actually ended up getting into some trouble she called her and Katrina showed up for her and it was kind of their little secret until Katrina convinced her that they really needed to tell her dad which was Brian Brian was very very upset when he found out he felt like he should have never been in the dark and as soon as Katrina got the phone call she should have immediately called him so he felt a little bit betrayed by that situation although they were good on paper together they were not good in real life together like his credentials his resume was just everything he had money he had his daughter college fund paid for already he had done well for himself in life Katrina, she was doing well, but it was just some things that she just hadn't accomplished yet. And she didn't feel ashamed of it. She just felt like, well, I can do that with my husband. That's something that we could do in the future and grow together with. Child, it wasn't no future there. It was over before it started. So that is Brian and Katrina. So that is all three stories. You have heard two stories that are fictional, that are completely made up. And one story is the absolute truth. And now it is up to you to decide and wonder and ponder which story is real. Which story is a real relationship that I experienced? Is it Sheila and Craig? Is it Marcus and Tia? Or was it Brian and Katrina? I can't wait for you to comment. Let me know on social media. Hit me up on my website, my Facebook page. I just want to know how y'all thinking my life is (laughs) all right so definitely let me know which one you can go to my website www.itsnorinori.com you can hit me on facebook twitter instagram at it's nori nori check me out i can't wait to hear your feedback thank you for listening to my podcast i love the internet with me nori nori